and welcome to another episode of GAMSAT to Medicine by GradReady. My name is Felicity. And my name is David, a current first year medical student at the University of Melbourne, also a current Section 3 chemistry tutor and content developer. I got a 96 with my Section 3. In this episode, we will be take, talking about how to better prepare for Section 3 of the exam on the day. This is a massive subject with a lot of user variability, so it's important to do lots of research and stick to what works best for you, but we will cover a few different ideas and strategies this today. Before we start, I just wanted to talk about the wins of the week so that you guys feel motivated to get into medicine or to dentistry, um, whichever you're going into. So I guess my win of the week is that I am on my ENT or ear, nose and throat surgery rotation. I'm really enjoying it. I got to see the excision of a basal cell carcinoma from an ear yesterday, and that was pretty cool to see all of that done. And then a skin graft finished it off, um, and I really enjoyed it. And now I'm considering ENT as a future specialty for myself. What about you, David? So as I'm just a few weeks into med school at the moment, um, I actually have my first a hospital placement tomorrow so I'm really excited about it and I had like a GP placement last week which was mm -hmm. really exciting because um, it's quite different to you know the traditional learning environment where you're just doing content and stuff you see a lot of uh, patient and doctors interacting with each other and you learn that communication is actually the key at this those scenarios rather than you know just doing um sharing all the jargons and te technical terms with the patient and you want to make the patient comfortable at that time yeah amazing yeah. well thanks for sharing david i guess we'll get started and into the episode so the best place to start is to understand what section three actually entails everyone knows it's the science section but um Tackling section three is all about knowing what you're getting yourself into. And the best place to start is always the ASA information booklet for the month and the year that you're planning to sit the exam, as it seems that things are consistently evolving and changing. But we'll give a general overview here before we start. So section three consists of three general topics, which are chemistry, biology, and physics. As stated by ASA, the expectation for um, for physics is a year one, un oh, sorry, for chemistry and biology is a year one university level and a year 12 level understanding in physics. As you may heard, like the GAMSET is not a um, knowledge-based exam, so it won't be like our uni exam. So what exactly is being tested here? So aside from the general competence in these subjects though, the GAMSET principally is testing your ability to assess and utilize various bits of complex information presented in a STEM, uh, gra uh, diagrams, graphs, or other formats, and then apply those information to critical thinking and data analysis to arrive at the best answer. Therefore, given the vastness of each topic and the goal of the exam is less important spending months on concepts and more important teaching yourself how to think like the GAMSET um, examiners want you to, we will cover this more in, in more details later. So most people start the GAMSAT prep by studying chemistry, biology, and physics, but they just get inundated by all this information. Yeah. So let's approach this logically. Um, so we understand that we need a university level of chemistry and biology in year 12 physics, but so that would logically mean we need to cover all those expected topics in great detail to do well in the exam, right? Well, not exactly. 
The major problem is that if you go through all these various textbooks and course curricula in every school and university, there's likely to be some variation on what's presented in Year 12 Physics, University Year 1 Chemistry and Biology. The general principles might be the same, but some schools may cover thermodynamics in Year 12 Physics, while others might, might choose to omit it entirely. So what does that mean you should actually study? It's a bit of an impossible question. There are some topics that are listed out by ASA, which we'll go through one by one later, but um, it, you could probably spend years covering all of the topics that you need to cover in detail. You know, it's what an engineering student does. They cover the basic principles in physics over the course of their first year of university degree. Then they specialize in smaller areas such as mechanical engineering, civil, civil engineering, etc. over the next two years. And even then, then they can't be expected to learn all there is to know about the subject they're about to devote their career to. So where does that leave you? The key to section three preparation, in my opinion, would be to keep it broad and keep it general. So looking at the big picture rather than a specific uh, topic. The most important things to study are general concepts, what parts make up a cell, what each of these parts do, and how they interact with each other. And then move on, if you find yourself spending weeks on a specific topic, you are getting lost down the rabbit hole and need to get back on track as soon as possible. The reason this is important is that even AISA knows it can be expected, it cannot be expected for students to cover all possible topics for the exam. And so the level of presumed knowledge is quite basic. So you need to speak in the language of, understand the language of physics, chemistry, and biology, and understand generally what each subject is made of, the terminology so you can apply those knowledge when you come to a new uh, scenario. And ISA commonly advertises that in the exam all of the information needed to answer the questions is given to the student. And so the student just need to be able to briefly understand that information, apply it to um, novel, um, no, some novel concept or ideas presented in the stem, and critically analyze and compute the data to arrive at the correct answer. This all sounds good on paper, but it's probably a little bit difficult to conceptualize. So we thought we'd go through an example. Let's say you are well-versed in the broad concept of human cells and their various parts, including the process of mitosis. The exam will usually briefly explain these concepts and then hone in on one specific thing, such as the mitochondria within the cell and a new drug being tested to see its effect on the cell cycle. You may then be presented in a graph the effect this new drug versus a commonly used drug versus a placebo has on the production of ATP or energy by the mitochondria and subsequently how many cells are present in each culture after a certain number of days, assuming all substrates and signaling mechanisms are in place for the cell to undergo mitosis. From there, the question might ask whether the drug has any effect on ATP production and whether ATP production correlates to mitotic division. As mentioned, commonly the stem will briefly describe the process of mitosis and the makeup of a human cell. The important things to know prior to approaching this question then are definitions such as what is mitosis? What is the end result when mitosis occurs? what might be the limiting factors based on what you understand about mitosis and what parts of the cell might be important um, for mitosis, specifically the mitochondria and what role it may have. And as we all know, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. 
The only other major skill then is graph reading and interpreting and critical thinking. And as you'll see, these skills will come up in almost every question in section three. Before, so therefore, your time is much better utilized practicing reading large blocks of text and then interpreting and analyzing the data given rather than scouring for months over all the possible concepts that could come up in section three. So what do we do exactly to prepare then? Well, the best place to go start is doing practice questions as soon as possible. This gives you the chance to get familiar with the question, uh, how the questions are worded in an actual game set exam, and it can be used to guide your study into concept. If a question comes up on lenses and you have not, never done physics since year 10 science like I, I did, I, you will have absolutely no clue how they work then it will be a good idea to spend an hour doing some research on basic knowledge and concepts about lenses and do some related physics questions. As you go through your practice questions and practice exam, spend more time on questions you don't understand and try, uh, you don't understand to try and say where you went wrong and what skills you need to work on. This is a painful at the start, but you will start to pick up patterns and your brain will get better and better at finding um, the crucial information to answer each question. Then, as you get closer to your exam date, spend less and less time on the questions you struggle with, uh, with because when you sit the exam on the day, you want to give yourself as much uh, time as possible to work on questions you know you can potentially get right. What means if you get a reading, a reading a reader question on exam day and have, have no idea to even start, just guess and move on. No sense wasting time and energy working through a complex scenario you've ha never heard before. Be ruthless on exam day. So the two tips from this is write a list of practical questions you got wrong in Acer exam uh, practice exam paper and study that list of topics, not just that question, but because it, the question could come up in later exams or later practice papers in a different format. If you're coming from a completely non-science background, as many of my friends and students have come from, when you start practice questions, you can be completely overwhelmed because, as David said, you should write a list of the questions you get wrong in ACER exam. And that might be every single question <laughs> at this point. Um, so I recommend starting with a very basic year 12 chemistry, biology and physics textbook. And if even that is pretty overwhelming, start with year 11 go through the chapter systematically. If you're short on time, I recommend doing a chapter of each textbook every single day. And usually that will take you an hour per chapter, just skim reading it and familiarizing yourself with words and chemical structures so that on the day you don't completely freak out. Also, if science is not your forte, do not write off section three. I've seen section three marks carry a person into medical school and some schools even weigh it higher than other sections keep working at it because section three is the section where arguably there's most improvement to be made. There's more of a focus on knowledge and familiarity to concepts as opposed to section one and section two, which can be a bit more touchy-feely. So you, you, you maybe want to ask at this stage, is there anything else I could do rather than just practicing doing questions all the time? Uh, the short answer is yes, um, and there are a lot of other tips and tricks out there that works better or worse for different individuals, so there's a, there, uh, quite a variability there. Um, so some people re uh, 
People do it differently, reading the questions before looking at the stem, breaking the stem down into simpler broad concepts to try and understand the material and where graphs and tables are present. So if you can answer uh, the questions without a stem, but all of those are things you need to work out for yourself as you practice to find out what actually works for you and your brain. That's why it's so important to do practice to find out what actually works for you uh, at the very start. You will not only figure out what works for you, but you will spend hours putting those skills to use to get a better and more efficient wisdom over time. And we all know that Gamsa is as much about the time management and critical thinking as it is about background knowledge. So, David, I'm dying to know, how did you prepare for Section 3 and how on earth did you get a score of 96? Um, so as uh, I studied Bachelor of Biomedicine at the University of Melbourne um, first, so I so the course itself already covers the topics of biology, chemistry, and physics knowledge that are required for Gamset Section Three. So I was at a, a slightly advantage um, when I did preparation for my first attempt, which is the start of my second year. Most of the knowledge was still fresh in my mind. So when I in my preparation stage. I don't need to take a lot of time to go through the list of topics, um, but it will be variable for different people though. And so I just go straight into the practice questions. Um, um, but I'm that kind of person, no matter how I'm capable with the list of knowledge, uh, topics I'm going through, I will go straight to the question at, at an earlier stage. So I've uh, because I think it's pointless to do a lot of the whole revision without knowing what the question style will be because GAMSET is a different kind of question style comparing to our uni exam. And I go straight into some practice questions from Aisa and Des Onion. And I got Des Onion from a friend of mine and I think it, it was published in 20, um, 2010 something. So it's very early, so not really up to date. Um, which make it less related to the current game set question style. So I stick to the practice papers uh, from ISA. And after doing a mock under exam condition, which also allowed me to understand the time pressure uh, during the exam, I flagged that uh, what I got wrong. And also, it's also equally important to flag those questions that you are not sure about. Uh, I try to be very strict to myself um, during practice. Because I, I think it would be better to get a 50% in your practice or even lower um, than on the exam day, right? Because whether you got a 50 or 90 on practice, it doesn't really matter. It's the feedback and the learning procedure that you got from those flag questions that's really matter. So the feedback that you get from um, can go back and revisit the content. So do a reassessment of the topics by doing questions again, and you will get familiar uh, with those topics uh, time by time. So let's talk about chemistry first. I just wanted to talk a bit about why chemistry is important in the GAMSET and why you're studying it. Because you're like, how on earth does electrochemistry have anything to do with medicine? And why am I studying it to begin with? So chemistry is really important because it's something that we talk about with patients every single day. When a patient comes in and they're acutely unwell, we take something called an arterial blood gas where we measure the pH of their blood. And pH is something chemistry related. It's 
to do with acidity and alkalinity, and it can indicate whether a patient is really unwell. It's also really important um, when we talk about medicinal um, chemistry as well. I personally did a previous degree in pharmacology, and I found that was really helpful. But um, it's, it's important to know how the drugs interact with our bodies yeah. and what we're actually prescribing to our patients. So there is a list of uh, topics that ASA suggests are to be revised for the um, science exam and that we suggest as grad ready, which is atoms, stoichiometry, which is balancing chemical equations, electronegativity and bond polarity, electrons and chemical bonds, gases, thermodynamics and kinetics, acids and bases, electrochemistry, organic reactions, stereochemistry and projections, biochemistry, um, spectroscopies, spectrometries, and laboratory techniques. And I would say that biochemistry and lab techniques um, are often and are often to do with more like what's in the stem and what's in the question. But the others can be more skill related, such as balancing chemical equations, such as writing out things in organic form and drawing out your um, stereochemistry and projection. So those are really important ones to practice prior to the exam. So I have to admit the fact that like chemistry was actually my favorite subject since high school. Uh, so I was pretty confident with the content at the beginning. But after I took the actual GAMSA, I realized that we don't really need that much information. Um, so don't get worried or distressed if you are still struggling with all the organic chemistry that Felicity mentioned before, because I'm pretty sure a lot of you will. Uh, in my exam, I remember that there was a question about uh, omega-3 fatty acid. So some of people might know it before uh, the exam, but in the question stem, they told you what is omega-3 uh, fatty acid, and they give you three examples along with its structural formula. So the idea is that apparently knowing more information will make you uh, tackle the question faster, but not knowing this terminology won't be a burden to let you find the final solution. Uh, so suggestion is trying to be time sensitive while doing preparation. Forget about learning new knowledge if you're just two weeks before the test. It will be more worthy to do the topics you got wrong before. Yeah. So for biology, the, um, the topics that are examined are biomolecules in the cell, enzymes, cellular metabolism, and the central dogma, cell division, um, and then going through all of the different sort of health systems um, of the body. But again, this is more like um, familiarizing yourself with each of the different systems in the body. Don't go really deep <laughs> into the physiology of how each of these things work because, as David said, the information should be in the STEM question. Yeah. So biology is definitely the most important part in Section 3, although it's called to have equivalent weight to chemistry. I will say it's weighted more, actually, because there's a lot of chemistry questions is actually uh, biochemistry and physics questions actually biophysics. So, so to start, the question stem is related to a biological content. However, uh, don't freak out over the long list of topics like uh, Felicity mentioned all the systems. You don't need to mention uh, memorize all the details of a human body. Um, before going too deep into each individual topic, I highly recommend you to do a, actual, uh, a practice paper first because that's from my experience. Uh, trust me, you won't be anything like a uni exam. So your revision technique might be wrong at the start. So the biology part is more focused on data analysis. I would say le learn to read a triangular 
or other weird types of chart or learn on analyze, analyze a complex tables will be more important than simply memorizing details for cardiovascular system, let's say. Another really good tip for familiarizing yourself with the language of biology is to watch some YouTube videos online. I particularly <laughs> love Crash Course Biology. I think it's super user-friendly and really entertaining to watch. And if you familiarize yourself with the jargon, again, you'll be tackling these questions a lot faster than if you have never heard these words before and need to refer back to the STEM to figure out what they are. So let's talk about the final subjects of this section, um, physics. So only 20% of the questions in section 3 will be physics related. However, most of people will have a very strong, uh, doing the games that will have a very strong chemistry or biology background, which makes people less interested in physics concept. Like a lot of people will not do uh, physics related studying since year 10. Personally, I also think physics is pretty boring to learn as it fills up with formulas and equations. But if you want to success in, succeed in this section, you need to be, at least go through the list of topics. Maybe, maybe use uh, a year 12 um, textbook as guidance, but just keep in mind that the format of GAMSTAT questions are completely different from VCE questions. So don't go too deep in a certain topic, try to understand the hard concepts as you won't need to. Just familiar with the physical uh, physics language, and after knowing the basics, go straight to practice questions and learn to apply those concepts in a new scenario. So, and apart from these three uh, subjects, so uh, chemistry, biology, and physics, I would believe that math, uh, mathematics and statistics is also very important too for you to master section three. As always, be, uh, as always, be, when it is in a sec, uh, section of science. Again, nothing too fancy, not a theorem you need to memorize we are mentioning here, but better data analyzing skills and just maybe faster simple arithmetic, uh, arithmetic skill will make your life easier and make your solving the question much faster in section three, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that, David. Um, and I also just wanted to point out that Gradready does have a free formula um, guide for physics, which is just on their website. Uh, I would say, you know, one day, just devote one day to rote memorizing those formulas. Make, it will just make your life easier on the day if you can just breeze through the physics questions because you already know and understand the formulas and also you know the maths that um, goes through that. So if you're not the fastest at maths, I would say that like, um, and you're feeling pretty good about, you know, your chemistry and your biology, you can always um, just do some drills for mathematics and try and see how fast you can get at your long division, your multiplication, all of those things that are pretty necessary to answer some of these questions. What else does GradReady offer though? If you haven't already been on GradReady's website, I highly recommend the courses that are running online, either the comprehensive or the essentials. Buying one of these courses gives you access to over 4,000 multiple choice questions, lectures on biology, chemistry, and physics if you're more of a visual or audio learner, covering the basics of what you need to know, online exams, so all of those online MCQs, and an incredible textbook that stays updated every single year according to what's actually been in the GAM set, so as close to the ACER ones as we can get. You can even request one-on-one -on -one advice for particular questions and you're fully supported through the whole preparation process. So let's quickly just sum up what we've said so far. 
So number one, read the ASA information booklet for the months and year you will be sitting the exam. Number two, if you have enough time prior to your exam, say three to six months or more, spend a chunk of time going over the general concept, buy a year one university textbook for guidance in biology and chemistry, and a VCA year 12 textbook for uh, physics, and for filling the knowledge gaps or for your own. Number three, start doing um, practice questions as uh, early as possible, and the exam is inherently testing your critical thinking and an analytic skills and the best way to work on them is to practice doing questions in the format you will be expected to do on the day. At number four, as you get more comfortable with practice questions, spend more time on any topic you find especially difficult or you are not sure about um, or you don't quite understand as much and start trying a few different tactics and tricks by doing different other question styles when answering questions to find out what works best for you and your brain. Yeah, great. So the GAMSA is an intentionally difficult exam and it is really hard work going through that. There are no shortcuts to doing well in section three. It is practice, practice, practice. Start preparing early, follow what ASA indicates as well as other tutors and other who have sat the exams like David, who's gotten an amazing score, and also work through the practice questions and find out what actually works for you as an individual. It can be daunting starting those practice questions because you might not do very well in the start, but it's only through doing these questions now and getting it wrong now that you'll actually improve and become better. Remember, section three is also not just about knowledge, so hone all of your skills, your mathematical skills, your data analysis, and your graph and table interpretation um, to approach questions sensibly and methodically. And if you're from a non-science background, every year, many humanities students do perfectly fine in section three. So it shows that background knowledge is not the absolute key to success. And I think that sums everything up for today. We hope some of you heard today was useful in your preparation for or to sit the game set for section three. And always encourage topic requests for future podcasts. Best of luck with your study and thanks for listening.